Thank you for joining us and welcome to episode one of Instant Chatification, the podcast about creating better connections in our lives. I am Lisa and I'll be your catalyst slash host for each episode. And joining me is my co-host, producer slash social submissive, Tony. Hello, I've been sick since Thanksgiving and I hate it. I I can totally appreciate and understand that. Just a reminder, if you have anything that you want to send us, including anonymous questions or consensual nudes, or Tony would prefer noodles, you can send it to instantchatification at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. I'll take nudes and noodles in the same package, please. Oh, you would. You absolutely Uh would. Uh That's your style right there. It's like, I like nudes, but I'm a foodie. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of love languages, today what's on deck, we're going to have a little random chat. Uh, uh, Tony had some some comments on uh, Blizzard's uh, new online con, which which they have a a branding for that I want to discuss. And we're going to talk about love languages. So, uh, you know, just hang in and we'll, we'll get started. Okay, so Tony, let's talk about Blizzard. What what do you got what do you got for us on that? I missed most of this, so, so this is hilarious. I didn't really watch this. I don't play a lot of Blizzard games. They've gone in a direction I'm not prone to be involved with. Yeah. That said, I'm on Twitter a lot, so I see a lot of stuff when people get mad about Blizzard did a thing bad or something bad happened in the world and we're all gonna rant about it right here because this is important. Um, so anyway, so Blizzard did their BlizzCon online and decided to call it BlizzCon line, <laughs> which I hate. That's so which- trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. It, it was kind of like, it made me focus on the word con, which I was like, oh yeah, Activision. <laughs> but anyway, um, they did a thing, they did their con or whatever, and they had a bunch of bands stream performances because you know they usually have a concert and whatnot Hmm. so metallica was part of that and metallica is one of my favorite bands and whatever i didn't watch the performance because again i don't follow blizzard i didn't know this was happening but everybody online started ranting about metallica and so i clicked on the trend to see what it was and apparently when they started playing their song the people at twitch cut the audio and changed it to something like non-copyright strikeable. Oh. So you had Metallica playing, you know, whatever song they were playing, but all you could hear was like smooth jazz that nobody oh. has a credit for or something. You know, it's like, what's going on? And of course the the trend <laughs> when that stuff happens is to shit on Metallica because they were the ones who went and sued Napster way back in the day about like copyright music being stolen and all that stuff. And I I posted something because part of that story with the Napster thing is that Metallica was working on a song for a movie and it hadn't even been done. Like it wasn't released yet. Mm. And somehow it got leaked by somebody onto Napster and then everybody was trading it. And then radio stations got it and were playing the song Before it was even supposed to be finished. So, of course, I can understand from an artist perspective, like, we don't want that out there yet. We got to do something about that because we don't want this to happen every time we make music. Yeah, for sure. But, of course, everybody else is like, oh, you shut Napster down and now there's all these laws that keep us from using music the way we want a music. And it's like, well, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you shouldn't be able to just take shit. But also, I can see the side of, I don't want to have my Twitch channel or YouTube channel or whatever shut down because I used 40 seconds of some song that's never going to get, like, you're not going to lose money if you hear a clip of a song in my stream or whatever. 
but the record industry is just like, oh, we got to squeeze every fucking dime out of you. <laughs> I find uh, copyright infringement has really changed over the years. It's really funny what people used to get away with. And now, you know, somebody loses their whole YouTube channel and that they've monetized because they made a mistake or, you know, something's gone on. I've actually seen where people uh, are accused of having had something that is copyrighted and it's their own stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which really kills me. I'm like, okay, there has to be some way that you don't have to fight for your life here when it's your own your own product. So that that's very interesting to me. Uh, but this is the algorithm world that we live in, I that's, suppose now. It, that's the exact problem too, is like, we're, there's no team of people who no. are like, monitoring things and listening for whatever and making yeah. like judgment calls. It's yeah. It's a program set to listen for a series of bleeps and boops and oh we heard it send a warning out to those guys and you know fuck whatever and there's processes where you can fight it and stuff and yeah i would say maybe like 85 90 percent of the time somebody will make the decision of like okay that's fine but there are those rare cases where it's like nope you use six seconds Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, some people have had a real, real fight over it. it. It's, it's kind of, it's really disheartening actually when somebody's worked really hard on their channel and then it's something like over a minor, you know, it's just slightly over the amount of time that they're allowed. That, that is too bad. Um, but very interesting, this whole Metallica backlash. And I'm, I actually think like there might be some people that don't really remember that that happened because they're like, what's Napster? But it is really funny that that has all come around again, uh, out into yeah. the, uh, Twitterverse. Very interesting. And of course it was people saying like, well, this is what Metallica deserves because they're the ones <laughs> who started it. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> I mean, it's their product. Whoever the leaker was is the person who made yeah. it this way because yeah but you know yeah i feel though as an artist like it is absolutely their right to have been like no we don't want our we don't want crap out there i mean they're pretty careful on their branding and and uh you know they seem to feel they're at a very high quality which they are actually so totally mm. valid um if only blizzard cared about branding as much as they do because blizzcon <laughs> line is bullshit that's such a terrible <laughs> terrible tagline what were they thinking i hate it blizzcon line um i really didn't i missed all of that i wasn't on twitter a whole lot this week it was really a busy week for me lots of stuff went on that was super cool but i'm not going to talk about um <laughs> however i did catch overwatch 2 uh the update i i have dabbled in some overwatch and then i didn't play it for a while i was playing it i, I never played it well honestly <laughs> i get too distracted and i want to you know dps as a healer so i'm terrible i'm just terrible that's how it is but i i really do i really do enjoy uh overwatch time and again and then uh, you know then all of a sudden somebody will be salty and you'll remember how trashy the players are to each other and it's like ah i'm out i'm out so i, I watched the overwatch 2 uh with some some interest it looked fantastic i think they've done some pretty cool things um including uh you know if you're like in a in a room they want they want the um the actual sounds from the weapons to sound like you're in that room. If you're in a oh, tunnel, okay. they want it to sound like you're in a tunnel. Like uh, they've gone out and done some re-recording of sounds that I thought was pretty fascinating. But my thing that I was super excited about is that uh, they're trying to make the tanks feel more fun to play because I felt like tanks just sort of became meat shield. Like you, they just have their shields up all the time. And, and you know, you're playing this big burly Reinhardt. You can't, you can't do anything with it. So, um, I, I thought that was very cool. He's going to have two fire strikes. And one thing that I've always thought was, was it's, crappy to be on the receiving end, but really crappy for anybody playing Ryan is if you wanted to do a charge and push people off the ledge, you would also have to commit suicide and go off the ledge with them. <laughs> Typically, he couldn't cancel his his charge. And so I saw that they're gonna uh, add a cancel. So I thought that was really cool, because they're actually creating um better gameplay, like you have to be a better player to use all these. So you have to be more skilled. So I thought that was very cool. And I just want to say, hey, guys, Jeff, you want to bring back my Maseres for Mercy bastards? Because I kind of miss that. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. 
<laughs> with it, Jeff. Um, today we're going to be talking about love languages a little bit. I, I've talked about this in the past and I really, I personally discovered love languages and read the book around the time, um, I was nearing the end of my first marriage and it really became clear to me that people don't hear each other and don't realize they're receiving love from their partners because their partners aren't giving it in the manner they would like to receive it. And it became clear that I give love in the language that suits me and how I like to receive it. So I will just touch everything. But (laughs) that's not how everybody likes to have their love given to them. So I thought we would talk about that a little bit today in our uh, How to Create Better Connection. And I will say I've talked to a lot of friends and people like coworkers who are having difficult, uh, difficulties in their relationships. And whenever I've talked about love language and somebody wasn't aware of them, this was a spark. This is a thing that they were able to take an actual tool and go back into their relationship, have some conversation, do the quiz, read the book. Uh, and quite, quite honestly, people that didn't even read the book and just did the quiz and just read online about it still, uh, found a lot of positives. It's not going to save everything, but it's a great way to create some connection and, and bring you back to each other to maybe foster building from that. So I think it's worthy of a conversation. And I thought I would share today my results. And um, also, we could talk about just what do these different languages look like? Um, to start with, I'll talk about the languages themselves. So we have words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So I think, you know, when you, when you kind of think about those words of affirmation, it's like, you know, I'm proud of you. You did a great job on that presentation. Great results on your test. Like we use these words with our children and with our partners often, but probably not often enough. Like I can think about a lot of times, especially in, in that, that first relationship that, no, not first relationship. That was like when I was nine, when <laughs> I was in my first marriage, um, where I felt like I was, you know, coming home home and be like, look at this art project I made because I was taking a lot of painting classes and, and, uh, you know, it'd be like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I got out of him. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for that word of affirmation. <laughs> the grunt of affirmation is what that was. Um, so that, that was something that I felt like I, I didn't get, but I didn't know how to ask for it. And I think, you know, this gives a framework for having that conversation. So it's pretty cool. Um, acts of service would be, you know, like little things like taking the garbage out, prepping dinner, you know, you, you've worked all day, but you come home and your wife has like had, you know, maybe the baby's been spitting up on her and it's, it's been a rough <laughs> yeah. day, you know, just being able to let me start dinner for you. Like, things like that. Um, gifts. I'm actually quite funny. I'm a zero gift person, but uh, I am dating some partners who really enjoy gifts and it scares me. <laughs> I have to figure out, okay, how do I do this? What kind of gifts would they like from me? It feels really unnatural for me, but I think gifts, gifts when somebody enjoys gifts, uh, it, it's important to understand what kind of gifts. It's not yeah, always yeah. going to be diamond earrings. And if it is, I'd run just saying, um, <laughs> quality time. So Netflix and chill. And then of course, there's the back to that physical touch. So I thought what we would do is Tony's actually never done this quiz. So I thought we would start, uh, Tony, do you want to want to do the quiz and we'll kind of go through it with you. Sure. And if anybody else wants to do the quiz, I highly recommend it. Uh, you can go to www five, the number five, lovelanguages.com. And you'll find the link there to the quiz. Uh, and then it will tell you the percentage of each of these attributes uh, that is your makeup. But I will say some people have found, so if you're polyamorous like me, and you think about this relationship versus that relationship, you might find in those relationships, you have different answers. And you should because you're probably hopefully 
flexing different uh, attributes in those relationships because your partners aren't all going to have the same language they prefer. So Tony, if you want to go through, um, maybe you can take us through the questions as you're doing it. Sure. So my quiz is for singles because I'm single. You are. So here's the first question. It's more meaningful to me when, and then someone I love sends me a note or a text or an email, or if I hug someone I love, I prefer the hug. That's just, that's just me. Totally fair. Uh, I think the base question for all these is going to be more meaningful to me when, and then the options pop up. Mm. So the second set is more meaningful when I can spend time alone with someone I love, just us, or someone I love does something practical to help me out. I'm an alone time guy. I think that's more me. All right, third set. Someone I love gives me a little gift or a token of our love, or I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with those I love. Again, I like the time thing. I can see uh, quality time being on my list somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Someone I love does something unexpected for me to help me with something, or I can share an innocent touch. Hmm. I like both of these. I'm going to go with the touch, though. It's a little more intimate to me. All right. Someone I love puts their arm around me in public, or someone I love surprises me with a gift. Ooh, that's tricky, too. Ah. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, having someone put their arm around me is something I don't... I, I don't have, like, a lot of that. That has not happened to me a lot. Okay. In life. So I don't, like, I don't know how I would n naturally respond to that. But I think I would like it. That's probably better than a gift. So I'm going to take that. Sure. That's fair. I think that's actually an interesting point, Tony, is like, you might, if, especially if you've only really had one big relationship or just a couple big relationships in your life, you might not even have experienced all of these languages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that that's one way, um, that I have found polyamory has really grown me in that, my results changed mm. when I did this survey, just thinking about myself in general, not with a specific partner, because I'm starting to have, I'm starting to become multilingual, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes one of us. Um, okay, next set. More meaningful when I'm around someone I love, even if we're not really doing anything, or more meaningful when I can be comfortable holding hands, high-fiving, doing all the touchy stuff. Uh yeah, I just like being around people. I think that's my choice there. Uh, let's see. More meaningful when I receive a gift or more meaningful when I hear from someone that they love me. I think just hearing it's fine. Hmm. That's probably better than a gift. Gifts kind of make me... They, they make me feel a little bit obligated to like reciprocate or do something in return. I feel the same way. I like to do gifting. Yeah. I, I, I think it's fine. My problem is, is I don't do it well. <laughs> so it's kind of like, hmm, I don't want to fuck something up because I, you know, fucked up my gift choice or whatever. But yeah, like you don't want to like sit there for like weeks trying to choose the perfect gift and you give it to somebody and they're like, oh, I don't yeah. like this. <laughs> you know, cr Christmas of 2007 rings a bell for me. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, next set, more meaningful when I sit close to someone I love, more meaningful when I'm complimented by someone I love for no reason. I'll take the compliment there. I like that. See, I love the first one was sit close, right? Yeah. I love that. that. I love when you go to a restaurant and you're with your partner and there's a booth and then it's like, let's sit together. I'm like, you know what? Ah. You're probably right. I'm going to change my answer there. <laughs> I really love proximity to the, to, to my partners. Um, I love, you know, when it, somebody will often sit across from you in a restaurant because they want to be mm. able to see your face and speak to you, but I actually want to touch. I want to hold hands while we're eating. I want to be able to like touch their shoulder, put my arm around them, give them a kiss. I love all of that. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. actually, uh, I had a date like that recently and it was really just lovely to be able to kind of have that, that freedom to be able to, to, you know, it just felt so natural and organic and, and be able to eat that way. And, and, um, 
it was at a sports bar where watching TV, but I really enjoyed that, that being able to, it, it be, actually became more animated mm. because we were kind of sitting beside and it was just such good energy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that, that one's fine. That's the thing too, is like, I feel like that kind of thing creates uh, like a vibe between both people. Like, even if the other person isn't really that way, like if you kind of just stoke the flame a little bit, like it'll, it'll start going. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's better that way. I definitely think that's true. All right. Next set. More meaningful when I hear someone tell me I'm proud of you or more meaningful when someone helps me with the task. I, I'll take the proud statement. Nice. Um, more meaningful when I get to do things with someone I love. More meaningful when I hear supportive words. I like both of these. But probably just getting to do things because, you know, it's quality time. Quality time is always nice. <laughs> more meaningful when someone I love does things for me instead of just talking about it. Or when I feel connected to someone I love through a hug. Hmm. Probably the second one. The first one kind of implies that, like... I'm thinking like, oh, this person just says a bunch of shit and never does anything. <laughs> so I'm not going to take that one. We've all been in that relationship, though, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or, you know, it pops up in certain aspects that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. More meaningful when I hear praise. More meaningful when someone gives me something that shows they're really thinking about me. Probably the second one. I'm sorry. My cat is meowing. Oh, it's fine. Some editing for you. I got a dog in here <laughs> shaking her chain anyway. It's cool. Uh, more meaningful when I'm able to just be around someone. More meaningful when I get a back. Ooh, I'll take a back rub. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love back rubs? I used to get a foot massage. That was nice. Oh, gosh. Well, don't get me going on <laughs> foot stuff because I do enjoy that. <laughs> All right. Learning something every week with you. All right. Uh, hmm. Going on. More meaningful when someone reacts positively to something I've done or when someone I love does something for me that they don't particularly enjoy, that I know they don't particularly enjoy. So, like, they kind of do something just to make me happy. Mm. Yeah. Like nobody loves taking out the trash. It's true. But I do like when people are like, Oh, you did a cool thing. So maybe, maybe that one, maybe that one, uh, more meaningful when I'm able to be in close physical proximity or when I sense someone I love showing interest in things I care about. Ooh, that's a tough one. Ooh, that is a toughie. Hmm. I feel like it takes more, like it, it shows more to be interested in something I'm interested in. I'd agree with that. Because it's like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. Mm, some of these are repeats too. It's kind of like they're trying to like gauge your this versus that type of thing. Yeah. Like if it's close. Yeah. Yeah. So got it. let's see. Mm, I'm just going to kind of breeze through some of these because reading them out, you've probably okay. heard a lot of them before, but. Sure. So while you're doing that, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the changes that I, I went through in mine. Yeah, yeah. So my first one, I think originally I was like, majority was physical touch. So nonverbal, use body language and touch to express love, uh, hug, kiss, hold hands, physical affection often make intimacy a thoughtful priority. And then some changes in my life over the past couple years that really became a little bit less of a priority for me. Um, but you know, it was something that I really felt like was, was a bit of a, a, a gap. Uh, but polyamory has made that much less of a gap because I find, you know, if this partner is asexual, this partner might be really, you know, super like happy with touch. And this person, you know, might like touch, you know, during intimate moments. So I mean, there's a lot of different way different experiences that you have in polyamory. But I did find that that my touch needs are well met now. And I don't and it, it's just like, for me, it's not just sex. It's about holding hands. Mm -hmm. When you're watching movies, my my thing, I realized my thing last year, I was dating this guy, and we would watch movies, and he would just stroke my hair. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I did not know 
I like this more than foot stuff, but I do. <laughs> That's a thing. So I've kind of always had this thing as even as a kid where if I feel like a little texture bump or something, mm. my hand just kind of like gravitates toward that. So like if there's a bump on a table or a bump on like my arm or something your, like your I, tactile I'm always yeah. kind of just like feeling around and like you know focusing yeah. on that but I do that too like when I'm with people and you know we're like cuddling or whatever and I'll be like oh I found this little mark or this little bump in your arm or something and I'll just sit there and like kind of focus on it and some people have been like what are you doing and i'm like it's just it's the <laughs> sensation on my hand i need to do this please my my girlfriend is very tactile danny loves touch and i love touch so when we found each other other than the fact that you know we're living our best lesbian lives together it's also the fact that we're so alike in that way so when we're watching um total lesbian moment we watch Grey's Anatomy together <laughs> <laughs> but like we'll just like be stroking each other like constantly like our arms and that and she actually um had got uh, bit by a dog and had some really bad scar tissue in her arm and uh, when I first started dating her we've been together four months now when I first started dating her like her the scar tissue like was really intense in her in her forearm and uh you know I just I've worked that all out now like uh -huh. it's Banging. <laughs> but I love like I just love touching her and stroking her and you know it's just so lovely to cuddle with her and watch things and I I have really found that uh just just dating Danny alone made my it just filled everything I needed with touch like I she lays down on uh, puts her head on my lap and I'll stroke her hair and watch shows mm -hmm. and that's just mm -hmm. as gratifying gratifying as when she does that for me so I I really you know, when when that's your thing and you're not getting it, people suffer. And I would say I was really feeling that that gap. And, and you know, it really makes me uh, feel like people should have the ability to have cuddle piles. Because I think that that just gets all the happy brain chemicals going. You could just sit there, stroke people's hair. It doesn't have to be sexual. And people are getting their touch needs met. And I did actually um see some articles about that when COVID had started that, you know, people were just craving touch so bad. And then people were like, you know what we need? We need cuddle piles. And I was like, you know, that that is a thing. And I think after COVID, that really has to be like a, a well-being uh, a thing. I, I feel like, you know, just a little little car wash you can go through and people can just meet your <laughs> needs would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um the other the other thing for me that I really haven't had a lot of words of affirmation in my life and you know like my mom I I went to my siblings uh parent teacher interviews just to kind of give you an idea and my my parents did not do that for us. That was not their thing. They couldn't care about our work projects. They were just not there for that. Yeah. And um so in my life that became not a language that I used a lot or needed. And then when I became a leader and mentor, uh, I had to become very good at words of affirmation and providing them to people. Because of course, I'm looking after, you know, I'm looking to inspire and influence and, you know, help people build on their successes and connect them with their potential. So words of affirmation are really powerful for that. But I would say I didn't use that a lot in my first marriage, but I definitely started to have that in, in my marriage with Andy. And we really use a lot of words of affirmation with each other. And it actually became one of my favorite languages. So I think that's um, something that's really, really important. Are you done your test yet? I am. Perfect. Do you want to talk about yours? Sure. So apparently, and I kind of expected this. I'm 33% quality time. Oh, very nice. I like that. And 30% physical touch. And the rest of them are pretty even. I got 10 for service, 10 for gifts, and 17 for uh, affirmation. Oh, mine are 
I have zero for gifts. Ooh. <laughs> like, don't don't give me that shit. And I don't want to have to shop for it. Apparently, <laughs> but uh, we're in a pandemic. You can't be out there. Yeah, <laughs> that is apparently not going to be cool with my partners because two of them really like gifts. So, um, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, acts of service, I'm seventeen percent. Physical touch, I'm thirty seven percent. That's my highest, and. Quality time, 20, and words of affirmation is 27. So it really isn't surprising to me that my words of affirmation came up because that definitely was something that Andy and I worked on together a mm. lot in our relationship to strengthen it. And um, quality time, I would say, has come up. Acts of service, I think, would be higher for me if I had more personal time. I find a lot of the time I'm stuck working like from 6am to 6pm and then I'm just like exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just find like sometimes I'm so exhausted that and, and then Andy will take the car to go to work. So then I have no vehicle. So I end up sort of in this spot of like, what could I do for him? But that's kind of where I'm at right now is I'm trying to think a little bit more about acts of service because I know that's Andy's love language. And I need to step that up more in our relationship. Um my other two partners actually live a couple hours away from me. So it's not as easy to do acts of service for them. So I'm trying to think a little bit more about the things that they really like. Um, we text all day. So I do find like words of affirmation are easy. Uh, quality time is easy, like really trying to plan our dates. Uh, but, uh, gifts, gifts is very difficult for me. So here's, here's the deal about being poly. <laughs> when you're poly, you have metamors. So I had to buy a gift for Danny for Christmas. And, um, Luke, who I am also now dating, but is uh, her husband, um, I was able to say, hey, I want to get her a hoodie. What size does she wear? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. And he hooked me up. Yeah, it was so lovely. And then um, for uh, Valentine's Day, we got Danny uh, a weekend away. Just She's been really stressed out. We just wanted to give her some time where she can just, you know, have some lovely time in the bath, be out in nature, read a book and really just take care of herself and, and just get some of that serenity back in her life. So we planned that together and shared it. So that was a cool gift giving moment. And then the other gift that I got her was, uh, oh, we had this funny TikTok moment. We're on TikTok. She could not remember how long we'd been together. And of course, it feels like forever. It's four months. Uh, at the <laughs> time, I think it might have been like three months. And she's like, I think we've been together five months now and I'm like it did feel like that so in her in her defense like I I get it but uh so when I got her have you seen those moon glow necklaces like you can actually get like it's like a little um pendant on you know a necklace or a bracelet of the moon in whatever phase it was in yeah yeah on, on whatever date so I got her that for the date for our first date the date that we you know started dating and uh I got a little engraving with the date on it and I wanted to to be close to her heart so I got it on a on a chain and got a little bit longer chain and I just I First of all, I think it looked so sexy on her because it's just right there, right between her magnificent boobs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was also just like lovely because it's like, that was really heartfelt. But I agonized over that like forever, forever. Actually, it might have even been only like a couple months we've been dating because like I've been looking at it for a few months now. And then once this happened on TikTok with the date, I'm like, oh, I'm getting that. That's the thing because I could engrave it and it would just be very meaningful. And uh, I got myself one as well. I got a little bracelet. I don't wear jewelry, which Danny's always like, oh, like I can't shop for you. You don't wear jewelry. <laughs> and I don't. But the other day I was having like just a shit day at work. And she's like, you know, like, don't let your boss like get you down today. Like try and keep yourself going in the right direction. And, you know, just just have a really good day because sometimes it, it really has been very stressful. So I put that bracelet on and it just kind of reminded me like Danny was with me, you know, mm. and I just I kept those words close to heart. And I just didn't let people mess with my energy that day It was fantastic. Okay, so what I thought we'd do now is we'll just kind of go through these um, love languages again. We'll talk about what they are. And I thought Tony and I could share some ideas for all of you on things that you can do to build your connection. So if you have, first of all, 
take the quiz. Know what your language is, but get your partner or partners to take the quiz as well. Learn what their languages are. Have a talk about what that looks like in your relationship currently and what you could change to strengthen and deepen it. Words of affirmation. So you're encouraging, affirming each other, you're appreciating, you're showing empathy. And most importantly, put your fucking phone down. You're listening (laughs) actively. That's very important. So that could look like to take an action. Um, I think first and foremost, when I am having a date night with my partners, I don't pick up my phone. If I do, we kind of do it when we're taking a quick break to do check-ins. Um, but I'm not on my phone all night when we're watching movies. I'm not doing that. Sometimes with Andy, we're kind of, it's not like a formal date night. So sometimes then if he's watching the show and I'm just sitting with them, I'll be on my phone. But on date night, it's attention time. I think it's being present is really important. Mm. How about you, Tony? Um, hmm. I don't feel like I'm on my phone a ton. Whenever I've been around, you know, like a partner or whatever. Yeah. But I also know that I probably could have cut that back more than I did. Because that's just just me. I'm kind of addictive in that way where it's like, oh, I got to check a thing and I got to constantly look at it because I'm just programmed to always be looking at stuff. But I feel like I was okay the last time I was in a relationship. Um but the one thing what I do, you do for words of affirmation, oh, I, I constantly will sit, you know, I'll compliment like, oh, you look good today. Or, you know, I'm trying to think of situations, but like, you know, yeah. like if, if some, if, if my partner was like stressing about a thing and I would just be like, oh, it's going to be fine. You know, you just got to kind of get through the, the sticky part and you'll get to the end and, it, you know, things will be clear. And once it's done, you'll feel better and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that really does make a big difference. Like when Danny sent that to me that morning, uh, that I was expecting a big thing to happen, it really, it really helped center me mm-hmm. in a day that could have been crazy. Uh, I love the idea of, um, you know, we're all working from home or a lot of us are working from home. Not all of us, many of us. There are some essential people that are not able to or whatever your jobs are. So, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disrespect. But if you're working from home, then it's such a great thing. Like you can go and put something on somebody's workstation in the morning and be like, have a great day. You're going to rock that presentation, something like that. Or just, you know, I love you. I'm thinking of you, you know, have a fantastic day. And just just try to be genuine and encourage. And and I think doing that often is really important. And whether it's a text, um, a little note, uh, maybe a note on the bathroom mirror, um, maybe a card, something written. A lot of people love because people don't write things anymore. Mm-hmm. They love having like a little written note. Um, and I know um, when I used to be in the office, I would have, you know, people come by and leave little notes on my desk um, just to say, I'm thinking about you or you were fantastic in that presentation today, or thank you for teaching me that thing. You're always available for your time. And I really appreciate that about you. Little things like that. I would actually keep those notes because on the hard days, having like a little handwritten note like that, that makes your day go a little bit better. Mm. It just reminds you of who you are and what, what you mean to people. So I think words of affirmation are very important and very grounding. One thing that I always have done is, um, Like, I kind of know my personality and and I'm always very impressed by people who are able to like, like some people will have like a a difficult thing ahead of them and Mm. they'll just kind of like, okay, I'm going to work on this thing. Give me an hour or whatever and I'll be done with it. And then, you know, it won't be in my way anymore. And I always like super admire people who can just like bury their head in a thing that's tough and be able to focus focus on it because i do not yeah i don't have that focus and i actually like sometimes i just anxiety stress about it so much that i'm just like no go away don't (laughs) i don't want to do that yeah so one of my past partners was really good at like handling a lot of logistical stuff that she had to take care of like making sure her kids had yada yada set up, whether it was like insurance or doctor stuff or school stuff or whatever. And she would just super focus on it, get it done and be done with it for the rest of, you know, whatever time. And 
I always told her, like, I appreciate the fact that you have that mindset to be able to do that because I do not. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, it's a thing that I find super impressive that people can do because I've always struggled with stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of times um, where people, they they struggle with uh – you know, anxiety, different things can, can make that, that happen. I, I, I think that the people that kind of keep, keep relationships going because they're the, the caretakers and the arranger of things often don't get the credit that they deserve for being that, that person in our lives. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's actually a really, you know, if you have that person really step up and recognize like the stuff that they're doing that makes your life go smoother. If you're not the person who has to worry about the bank account, the insurance, um, you know, the kids getting their, their, their shots, all of that stuff, taking the dog to the vet, you have somebody doing that for you. I think that person deserves, deserves some love. Yeah. They, they deserve some recognition for that. And that was always like, you know, knowing that she took care of those things made me the type of person to be like, I'll run to the store if you need like a few quick things or, you know, if it's just like taking care of a little annoying errand, like, let me do that. Let me do the dishes. Let me fucking figure out the laundry situation or whatever. Like, it's no big deal to me because you're doing all the hard stuff (laughs) is kind of how I looked at it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, physical touch. So nonverbal use body language and touch to express love. This one, like, like we were talking about for me, it's really just little small things. It's PDA. Um, I actually, when Andy and I started dating, he did not do any PDA. And that was a problem for me because I felt like, I don't know, it just made me feel very disconnected Mm. from him. Um, I love being affectionate. I love receiving and giving affection. And for me to feel really like I am in a healthy relationship, that's very, very important to me. And, you know, intimacy also being a thoughtful priority is, is important. And because I've been in relationships that are more asexual, intimacy doesn't need to be sex. It can be a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah. So I think that that that's really important for people to recognize. And I, I've actually had some people that I've, I've mentored in my life who were in relationships where a partner lost their sex drive. And, uh, I think in those moments when you really talk about what intimacy can be and how you can bring that together without it being about sex it really helps some people be more connected. And I think because I was in the situation where uh, sex really wasn't a big driver in a relationship, I was able to understand them and give them some language to, to use around physical touch that, that filled their needs as well. Uh, so I, you know, if you're, if you're not, if you're not in that place, like, you know, when you, you hear people and they're like, I haven't had sex in, in three months, I don't even know what's <laughs> going on in my marriage. The place to start is not with sex. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's the PDA. It's holding somebody's hand. It's stroking their wrist. It's touching their face. It's having a conversation with them and looking them in the eyes while you're holding their hand or stroking their arm. There's so many ways to be intimate without it being sex that will get you to that place when you're comfortable and both people are ready. It's it's a thing, too, where... If you're losing your sex drive, it's not because you don't enjoy sex for the most part for most people. It's just because that connection is somehow damaged. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's like a way to like for the person who's who's kind of backing away. It's like, okay, well, I don't feel like the sex part is really going to be what I want it to be because the rest of it is like not feeling right either. So I'm not going to enjoy that part. And then the other person is like, well, you're not, you know, we're not being sexually intimate. What is wrong? Let's have more sex. It's like, well, no, because then you're not going to have good sexual intimacy. You're just going to be like going through motions and not having like a connection behind it. I, I think that establishing that connection is more important. I think that that's one of the most, uh, that's one of the outcomes of this conversation that I hope happens for people is if you just think your relationship is about your sex life, you're missing the depth of of what's going to bring you connection in your life. So I, I do feel like sexuality and our sexual health and well-being is very, very, very complex. And some people have no sex drive. They just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Most people have some sex drive. 
of varying degrees. And sometimes that can be revved up or down depending on what's going on. Or you could have something medically going on or have a um, prescription you're on that completely dampers your sex drive. So there's so much that can be happening that maybe just trying to rekindle doesn't really fully bring it on. Um, or maybe you just have to talk about what sex could be without the things that, that are being caused by that. Mm. So there, there's a lot of different ways to, to try to rekindle things. But to your point, Tony, if, if all the other positive things that contribute to our well-being aren't there, a lot of times sex drive is not going to be there. So really trying to focus on, you know, the, the other languages can really, really help add to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, receiving gifts. So thoughtfulness, make your partner a priority, you know, speaking very purposefully with them. I think, you know, making sure that, you know, when you're looking at gifts, it's something that is going to be important to them. One of my partners really enjoys, uh, sentimental gifts. And then I am a partner who enjoys, experiences. I don't really like having things. Mm -hmm. That's not what does it for me. So for me, a gift of doing doing something together would be way more impactful to me. Um, and, And I would enjoy that. So lots of different ideas around gifts. I don't know what if you want to talk a little bit about your gift giving uh, past <laughs> 2007 Christmas, but I'll say I actually, um, if somebody's going to give me a gift, I'm kind of a weirdo in that I love practical gifts. And I actually prefer like coming together in a conversation of, Hey guys, like, why don't we get this for the house? You know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I love that. But I can tell you right off the top of my head, 20 broads that would be like, I will cut him. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's not always, not, it's not always a gift type that's well received. <laughs> know your audience. I think that's the most important message I can leave you with around this today. But I also think when you love gifts, it's important that you also show gratitude when you get gifts. Mm -hmm. If somebody's language isn't gift giving, and you don't show gratitude, it's really going to be hard for them to speak your language. And the other thing you can do is even ahead of anything that's around gift giving, talk about things that are meaningful to you. Talk about talk about love languages and receiving gifts and what a gift might look like. So I think that that's really, really important. You can, you can help people out, help a sister out. If she doesn't like giving gifts, tell her what you like. I think that's really, really a a helpful thing to do for your people. Or, you know, if you're somebody, if you're Polly and you're a meta and your partner has a new partner, maybe you could hook your meta up and say, Hey, you know what? Like Christmas is coming. If you need a hand, I am here for you. I've got you. And I think that that's a really nice way to, to show to show care for both your partner and and your meta as well. What is your experience with gifts? All I'll say about uh, 2007 uh, <laughs> is that uh, her gift language was not practical. <laughs> and mine kind of extremely was that year. And uh, it didn't go over well. Was that the blender? It was uh it was a smoothie maker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but to be fair, she's been talking about wanting one for like four months. And I'm like, all right, let's bite the bullet. We'll do that. And then yeah, it's it's a blender, apparently. Um It happens. That's why it's important to know. <laughs> 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 One of my things that I've always done with practical gifts is I'll say, uh, like if it's for the house, because Aunt Andy and I actually live together. He's my partner that I live with, as we say, nesting partner, even though in, in his past life, I'm sure he was a bird. Um, I'll actually say, Hey, <laughs> I was thinking we should buy a couch and then we'll talk about whether we're going to do this practical gift idea <laughs> or not just so nobody's disappointed so i think that's that's really helpful right uh qu- quality time so uninterrupted focused conversations one on one time is critical and i think you know like like we talked about words of affirmation and it involves listening actively, so putting down your phone and really hearing someone. But quality time also involves being actively engaged in that moment and making sure, again, you put your phone away. 
Um, so really looking for the opportunity to create special moments together. If you are in a relationship right now and you are not setting up date nights together and making plans around that, do it. I think right now in COVID land, this is a critical thing. It's like creating space um, that you're really just planning to intentionally put each other first. Um, so as an example, uh, even though I didn't know I was going to be talking about this tonight, because we kind of changed our topics, but um, I did say to Danny, my, my partner, um, hey, like, what do you want to do? And I had this idea. She loves Michaels. Like, I love her in Michaels because her face lights up like Christmas. <laughs> it's just fucking glorious. I just love that woman. And um, she gets super excited. If you take her to the yarn aisle, you'll probably be there for an hour. <laughs> but it's just super cute. And I love seeing her get that like, excited about something. So I was thinking like, it would be so nice. One of her, one of her um, top languages is quality time. And I thought it would be so nice for us to go to her favorite place. And, um, you know, choose something to do together and do a little project. And, and see you know, you know how that feels. And maybe we'll do more of that as part of our quality time together. And we also, of course, do our lesbian things like watching Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> which we love. And sometimes we do it and we eat cheese. Because <laughs> we also love cheese. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? She and I have a lot of commonalities that I'm just like, you know, I always tell her like, I waited 47 years to find you. I'm not going anywhere. This is good. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> okay, talk to me about quality time in your life. Like what what are things that you've liked to do with your partner? Um so, you know, there's the there's the passive like sit down watch something together. And also that also goes into the physical touch cuz those are my two. And we'll yeah. like cuddle on the couch or whatever. But another thing that I've done with I'd say in both of my more serious relationships is like, so, you know, I play video games as everybody can tell, but like when I introduce one that they were not familiar with or something, and then it's like, let's play all of them now with like a certain franchise or whatever. And so then I have to dig out like an old console and okay, let's here's start with the first one and go through all of them. And I don't mind it. Cause I like playing those games and I like when other people are interested in that. So I kind of see that as, quality time because it's like they they want me to show them something and it's okay cool let's spend time doing that together and i also like date nights and going out and i used to take um when i was married years ago we used to go to the mall of america a lot and just kind of walk the grounds and oh that's kind of fun go to the lego store and look at stuff and yeah it was fun oh i bet they had a great lego store it's not bad it's gotten a little smaller over time just because you know malls but yeah, uh yeah it's cool it's still cool to go in there and see all the stuff that's built up and the big giant uh t-rex <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> well that's kind of neat yeah i actually um the first time andy and i drove from the states to canada uh, when he, his first moving attempt here we um we passed through there and uh, although we were very tired, grumpy and wanting to just get home already, I was like, Oh, Mall of America. I've heard so much about this. We should go. And then we were like, Oh, the last thing we want to do is go to a mall. <laughs> so we did not go. That yeah. was not our quality time that we spent together. I think the weekend getaways are pretty cool too. Like, especially if you have kids or um, other family members in your house, or maybe if you're poly, you have other partners, just being able to go away with a partner um, and really create, reconnect and create connection can also be really nice if you're not getting that, that time alone. Um, but in the same way, even if you do just live together, uh, if you're both in your four walls all the time because of COVID and it's, it's, it's nice to maybe remove yourself from them. Also a great time to do a weekend getaway. Mm -hmm. That'd be fantastic. And then acts of service is our last language and really just using phrase, phrases like, you know, I'll help you with the dishes or I will, I will go and wash the car for us. One of the things that I do for Andy and he does for me is we'll make sure the car has gas before the other person has to use it. Uh, so we try to, if we do come home and, and we're just too tired to go and deal with it or Canada, it's just too cold out. Mm -hmm. We'll go and take it before the next person has to use it to fill it up. 
Um, I think it's just really important to show your partnership. And I, I feel like acts of service for me shows respect. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if we're just super busy and I'm working crazy hours and Andy's like, I will take care of the kitchen. I think that's just super lovely. Or if I am working until, you know, six o'clock, but Danny's coming over at five, Andy sometimes will be like, what can I get us ready for dinner? You know, so, so, so things like that are, are nice. I find acts of service are really easy, but it's, it's a matter of choosing the right things. So if it's a chore, um, you know, is it, is it, are you just doing the things you like to do? Or are you sometimes going, Hey babe, let me do that for you. I know you hate doing it. Maybe it's making them breakfast in, bre- in bed and normally, they're the first person up and they put on the coffee, but you go and make them breakfast in bed and bring them coffee and breakfast. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I always say breakfast is my other love language. <laughs> um, and it is. Andy will make me breakfast all the time. He'll make me bacon and eggs and put the coffee on. And I just live for those moments. That makes me so insanely happy. <laughs> That's probably my favorite active service that he does is put coffee on and make breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Acts of service. Um, I just find that to be like a thing to do. Like, I'm always the person who's like, well, I'll do the dishes because A, I... I tend to like doing the dishes because it's like therapeutic in a way for me. It's kind of like a time for me to just clear my head and focus on a thing and be done with it. Mm. But especially like if the, if my partner's doing like all the cooking, then it's like, I will take care of this mess because I know you don't want any part of it now (laughs) after having (laughs) stood over the stove for who knows how long and getting all the stuff ready and whatnot. Like, let me take care of that. That's a nice one, actually. Yeah. I also like to, you know, like if it's like, oh, we ran out of this or I need to get a few things here and there, like, I'll just offer it up. Like, I'll run to the store. That's fine. Because whatever, it's no big deal to me. Yeah. So there's that. And then, you know, it's it's just kind of like situational, like if somebody needs something or uh, like, I don't mind taking care of a few things here and there because it's like you said, it's about respect and giving that person like a little bit of a break. So I'm all about that. Yeah. What do you like people to do for you? Um, What's an act of service you like? I don't know. It's kind of hard to think of that on the spot just because it's been a while. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I don't really know off the top of my head. I would need more prep time. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Well, so there you go. You have the love languages, some ideas of things that you can do in your own relationships uh, to reconnect and create better, deeper, more meaningful connections. And hopefully uh, that will give you guys something to jump off of. I would love to hear from anybody who didn't know about this and hear about, you know, if you used any of it to reconnect with your partner and the impact that it had. Uh, you can't go back and relive the moment when you learned things like this the first time, but it just was just groundbreaking for me. It really, I thought, oh man, if I had been aware of this from the time I started dating people, I could see a lot of relationships having gone a different way because I think I was not interpreting their love for me or how they were showing love in the way uh, that they were trying to show it to me. So I think that's pretty neat. Mm. have been listening to Instant Chatification, Episode 1. Thank you for tuning in for this week's bonding experience. If you've enjoyed having us and want additional interaction, give us a follow on our various social media sites. At Twitter, we're at Instant Chatcast. Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Instant Chatification. You can find Lisa on Twitter at at Chilivata. C-H-I-L-L-I-V-A-T-A. Boots, where can we find you on Twitter? 
I am at boots underscore 33, and I will warn you ahead of time that it's a lot of goofy and just irreverent stuff and probably way too much wrestling talk. (laughs) And mine is a lot of introverted thinking and thirst traps. So that's what you're going to get from me. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about Free Britney. I have watched it. Tony's going to watch it. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Uh, If you have watched it and have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, I would love to hear them and talk about them in the podcast. You can send them uh, via any of our social media channels or email them to us at instantchatification at gmail.com. And you can always download our podcast from Anchor FM forward slash instant chatification. And we're on Spotify and Google Play now. Fantastic. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Ciao. Bye. All right. Oh, one sec. Thank you. I'm doing stairs. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye, Andy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Should we? Okay. Let's go. Hello, friends and listeners. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. It was a great 15 seconds. I can't do this while Andy's walking around. It's going to be very distracting (laughs) and also noisy. So hopefully he's, hopefully he's going. Okay.